Hello! Thanks for stopping by to listen to another Peter's Children's Story. In this week's story, The Peters Play Ball, we'll hear about Pearson's first baseball game and Penelope's first softball game. Both are good players, but only one of them have a good game. As you listen to the story, don't forget to listen for a line from a hymn or a hymn title. When you recognize it, email us your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's hymn title, At the Cross, was from the story, Todd Hicks is Saved. And our winner was Magnolia from Concord, California. So let's hear it from Magnolia. Now it's time to start the story. You ready? Here we go. The Peters Play Ball. Pearson was growing in his love for baseball. In only his first season as a baseball player for the local league, he was already beginning to prove his mettle. His favorite position was pitcher, and he practiced throwing at the target in the backyard that Daddy Peters had set up for him. Daddy Peters was one of the coaches on Pearson and Penelope's teams and worked hard to get in some practice with the children every day. Mama Peters, too, was a pretty good athlete and impressed Pearson with her ability to catch and throw well. It was that time of year when the air still has a wee bit of chill and the sun is trying its best to break through and warm things up. Spring had almost sprung, and the entire Peters family geared up for the fun of opening day, which would begin in less than 24 hours. The night before Pearson's first game, Mama Peters laid out his red and gray uniform and placed it on the ottoman at the foot of his bed. Pearson had just hunkered down in bed, and Mama Peters sat on the edge. How you doing, buddy? As she pushed Pearson's bangs out of his eyes. I am so excited for my game tomorrow, Mama! Pearson couldn't contain his excitement. I'm excited, too. It's supposed to be a beautiful Saturday. Daddy Peters said you'll probably have a chance to pitch. Do you feel prepared for that? Do I ever? I cannot wait! Piers, just remember, it's rec ball, which is short for recreational baseball. We still must trust the Lord for the outcome, right? And in everything we do, we should pray that we glorify God. I get it. I remember my race. A few months ago, Mama, that was super embarrassing. I've already been praying that I'll do super well. Well, what does it mean to do super well? You know, Mama, like to get hits and strike a bunch of people out. Yes, Pearson, that would be a lot of fun. But in God's economy, doing super well is actually an attitude of the heart. Doing super well means that in everything you do, you're working hard at it with all of your heart to bring Him glory. You aren't overly concerned with the outcome although you want to win. But leaving the outcome to the Lord while walking in worship means that you'd be doing super well. Oh, I get it, Mama. I'm going to try as hard as I can for sure. Okay, love. Well, I'm going to bed now. I want to get to bed early so I can get as much sleep as possible. Okay, Mama, I love you. I love you too, Piers. Mama Peters kissed Pearson's forehead and walked out of the room. She joined Daddy Peters on the bed in their room. Daddy Peters looked up from his book and asked if everything was okay. Everything's great, dear. I'm excited to see Pearson play tomorrow, and he's excited. I just hope that he understands that in everything, our goal is to bring glory to God. We'll be sure to pray that God will bring that more and more to his understanding. But it seems as though he's beginning to understand that. Either way, God is in control, and we can pray that our boy will grow through this experience. Daddy Peters responded. The next morning... Both Pearson and Penelope were up bright and early for a Saturday, both dressed in their uniforms and ready to play ball. 
The excitement in the house was nearly palpable as the bigger kids bounded down the stairs for breakfast. Mama Peters was busy preparing their favorites, French toast and homemade syrup, along with bacon and sausage and strawberries on the side. Pearson licked his lips as he picked Patience up out of her baby seat. Boy, does it smell good in here, Mama Peters, Pearson said, kissing Patience. Patience was cooing with the most delightful baby sounds and smiled at her big brother. I feel sad for Priscilla and Patience. They don't get to eat any of the yumminess. Penelope was rocking Priscilla on her hip. Soon enough, in fact, in only a couple weeks, they're going to start to eat solid foods. But it doesn't look like they're suffering from any lack of nourishment. Mama Peters winked at Penelope as she lovingly pinched Priscilla's chubby thighs. Daddy Peters walked into the kitchen, yawning and stretching, despite the fact that he'd already showered and been up for quite some time. Good morning! Guess what I dreamed last night? Yep, I dreamed about baseball. I dreamed Pearson hit a home run, and Penelope hit a grand salami. I tell ya, I'm going to be very let down if those dreams don't come true. Oh, Daddy, I don't think I'm going to be able to hit a grand salami or a grand slam, Penelope answered. Daddy Peters is just being silly, baby girl, Mama Peters laughed. <laughs> well, please, have low expectations, Penelope pleaded. Oh, sweet girl, we don't care how you do on the field as long as you work with all of your heart as working for the Lord. Daddy Peters quoted their family verse, which was quite familiar to everyone, from Colossians 3.23 as a reminder. Well, Daddy Peters, I don't want to be overconfident, but I would say that your expectations aren't too far off for my game. Pearson laughed. <laughs> oh, Piers, let me remind you once again that pride comes before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. I'm just teasing, Daddy Peters. I've never forgotten my race at school. I don't think I'll ever forget it either. Buddy, never forget that there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and where sinners lose all their guilty stains. We don't have to live in the humiliation of our sin, but in the victory of Jesus' triumph over our sin at the cross. I hope you're only remembering your race as a reminder to bring God glory, because that is the overarching purpose of our lives, to bring Him glory. Yes, Daddy Peters, I sure am trying, Pearson said sweetly. It wasn't too long before Daddy Peters brought up the subject of the games again. I'm so glad that I can be at both games today. Remember, some of your games conflict, so I can't be in both places at once. But today, I can be at both of your games since they're back-to-back, -back, Daddy Peters said excitedly. Mama Peters, who had left the room to get the babies dressed, re-entered with the twins, who were wearing the cutest little baseball undershirts that matched Pearson's. Oh, Mama Peters, they are so adorable. When did you get those shirts? How Penelope loved her baby sisters. Well, I ironed these things on. Priscilla says, Go, Pearson! And Patience says, Go, Penelope! but they're really cheering for both of you. I just couldn't fit so many letters on their small shirts. Well, maybe they can switch for every game, Pearson suggested. Mama Peters nodded. Hey, that's a great idea. Now get started on your breakfast. Your game starts in an hour. Though the Peters family arrived early for their pregame warm-ups, parking spots were in short supply. After having found one at long last, everyone exited the car and began the task of gathering all the gear, the twins in their car seats, and their strollers, and whatever else the family needed for their time at the ball fields that day. The Evergreen Baseball Association's facilities were sparkly after having had fresh coats of paint and lots of elbow grease applied during the off-season. The smell of the freshly cut verdant grass mingled with the aroma of the barbecued meats of the snack shack and wafted out onto the fields. The Peters family basked in the sunshine as they walked toward Pearson's ball field. 
The entire facility was abuzz with anticipation for what was to come, and the five different ball fields were already full of players executing pre-game drills. After the ring of, Play ball! was uttered by the umpire to commence the new season, Pearson's team trotted to their dugout. They were the visiting team, which meant that they were the first ones to bat. Pearson was elated after he learned that he was the leadoff hitter. He felt his heart flutter with a nervous excitement as he made his way to the plate. He stopped to take a few warm-up swings and scurried toward the batter's box. He quickly glanced at Mama Peters in the stands, who gave him a thumbs up. Penelope was standing at the backstop. Her face was drawn with nerves for her beloved brother. She was silently praying over and over that he wouldn't strike out. The twins sat in their double stroller, oblivious to anything except for the colorful toys dangling from the bar of the stroller in front of them. Daddy Peters was pacing inside the dugout, and like Penelope, was praying that Pearson wouldn't strike out. Before getting set, Pearson looked down the line to the third base coach for a sign, but the only sign was a nod and a, You got this, Pierce! Pearson said a quick but heartfelt prayer in his head. Okay, Lord, help me to trust in you for whatever you bring, and help me to give you glory in all things. He stepped into the batter's box and tapped the plate with his bat a few times. He stared down at the pitcher who was on the mound looking for a sign from his catcher. The pitcher was in the set position and wound up. He threw the first pitch over Pearson's head. Ball one. The next pitch was a flamer right at the catcher. Strike one! The umpire yelled, surprising Pearson with a shriek. The next two pitches were balls. The umpire yelled out the count. Three balls, one strike. Pearson glanced at the coach and then Daddy Peters. Neither had any further instruction except for a, Come on, Pearson, you can do this. Pitcher wound up and released a zinger. It was a strike, and Pearson didn't even move. He simply froze at the plate. He detected the nervousness in Daddy Peter's voice as he yelled, Come on, bud, you got to protect. Swing at anything close. Pearson stepped out of the box and prayed again. I would love a hit, Lord, but help me to honor you. He stepped back in, and the pitcher took his time and finally wound up and released the next pitch. It was another hard fastball in the strike zone. Pearson could see the spin of the ball, and without thinking, he stared hard and swung directly at the ball. The next sound Pearson heard was a <coughs> that came from the metal bat as he connected with the ball. The ball jumped off the bat in a straight line drive toward center field. His first hit of the year! He had connected and gotten a single. Pearson raced as fast as he could to first base. He could feel his heart pounding so hard, but this time in relief. Pearson was filled with delight as he took a hurried look at his clapping family from first base. And just as quickly, his heart overflowed with gratitude to the Lord for the sweetness of the hit. The rest of the game was nearly perfect in every way. Pearson pitched two innings and got another hit and one fly out to center field. His team won the game by a single run, and Pearson got the game ball for his hard play. After high fives and congratulations all around, Pearson walked with the rest of the Peters family across the way to Penelope's field. It was her turn next. Like Pearson, Penelope was the leadoff hitter in her game. She was also the starting pitcher, but her team was the home team, so the game began with her team in the field. Penelope was suddenly overcome with nerves as the umpire yelled, Play ball! Penelope glanced at Daddy Peters in the dugout, who was looking a tad bit nervous. Okay, Nellie, let's go! Penelope peeked at Mama Peters and Pearson and the twins who were watching her intently from the stands. She prayed a quick prayer in her mind. Please help me to do well, God! She began her wind-up. She threw the first pitch, and it sailed hard and high into the backstop. The sound reverberated as the hard softball hit the hard backstop. Her next pitch did the same thing, and she gulped hard, hoping she could get the pitch under control. 
She could hear her teammates behind her yelling, Come on, Pen, you got this! She wound up and threw the ball hard, but the ball reacted more like a bowling ball than a softball. It hit the ground and rolled right into the catcher's mitt. Oh, no, Penelope thought. Please, Lord! On the next pitch, she barely missed the strike zone and walked the batter on four straight pitches. Daddy Peters encouraged her from the dugout. It's okay, Nellie. Get the next one. Penelope wound up and released the ball. But before she could even process where it was going, she heard a loud thump, and the batter cried out. Oh! Penelope had hit the batter right in the ribcage. The batter sobbed as she writhed on the ground, and Penelope could feel the tears well up in her eyes. After a few minutes, the batter recovered and ran down to first base. The third hitter took her stance at the plate as Penelope began to feel desperation seep in. Unfortunately for Penelope, there would be no relief any time soon. She threw four straight balls and loaded the bases. Penelope faced their cleanup hitter. She was a big girl and looked to be a slugger. But it didn't matter. She didn't give her anything to swing at and instead walked her on four straight pitches. Penelope did the same thing with the following four hitters, walking in five runs before the coach replaced her with a new pitcher. Penelope walked dejectedly to the dugout to watch as Shauna took the mound. She was thankful that she was no longer pitching, but completely humiliated that Shauna easily threw for three straight outs. She didn't have long to think about it, though, because she was up first as the leadoff batter. As she stood waiting for the pitcher to throw warm-up, she took a few practice swings before stepping into the batter's box. The opposing pitcher wound up and threw a fastball. Penelope jumped out of the way and heard the umpire loudly yell, Strike one! Ugh! She could not believe it! She was certain it was about to hit her! But she glanced at Daddy Peters, who was smiling sweetly at her and yelling, Come on, Nellie! Swing it! The next pitch was a repeat of the first pitch, hard and fast, and it came sailing toward her again. She thought it was about to hit her, so she leaped backward and was again shocked to hear the umpire yell, Strike two! What? How could that have been a strike? That was no strike! Penelope was horrified and looked around to see if everyone else agreed with her. But no one else seemed surprised. She could hear Mama Peters yelling from the stands, Come on, Pen! Swing the bat, girl! Penelope geared up, and on the next pitch, she swung the bat as hard as she could. Only the pitch was high over her head, so while she made a valiant effort, she did not connect and instead only heard the umpire shriek, Strike three! Penelope felt the tears gushing down her cheeks as she ran back to the dugout. Daddy Peters gave her a high five, but not the hug she was hoping for. She was dejected and had a hard time shaking that feeling for the duration of the game. After two more miserable strikeouts and making an error at first base, she wanted to give up softball forever. In the car on the way home, there wasn't too much chatter, and it took Daddy Peters to finally break the silence. Well, that was a tough outing, Nellie girl. How'd you feel about it? Horrible, Daddy Peters. I don't really want to play ever again. Penelope was sobbing. Well, I'm not going to lie. I understand why you feel horrible. You didn't play that well. But it isn't the end of the world. I know it, Daddy Peters. But you didn't even really seem to care about me. Whatever do you mean, Nellie? You didn't care that I was so sad. You just gave me a high five over and over and kept telling me to work hard. Oh, Nellie. I think you're feeling a little bit sorry for yourself. Well, why shouldn't I? I was doing my very best. No one really cared about it. Everyone was so happy that Shauna saved the day. Oh, boy. This is getting ugly, Nellie. 
Now you're jealous of Shauna and feeling sorry for yourself. Let's stop and think about this. When we spout off without thinking, we say sinful things. Right now, in spite of everything you feel, you need to zip your lip. In the Bible, in the book of Proverbs, it warns us plainly that when there are many words, sin is not lacking. You need to be careful with your words, Nellie. I think it would be prudent if you remain silent for the next few minutes until you can remember to put off your feelings and put on words that are pleasing to the Lord. Penelope, who was still very upset and even angry, knew she needed to heed Daddy Peter's warning, so she sat quietly. Even as she sat there hurting, she knew that she was wrong. But she didn't know how to feel right again, so she waited. It seemed like forever before Daddy Peters began to speak again. Okay, Nellie, I'm thankful that you listened to the wisdom from Scripture to be quiet. And now it would be a good time for you to listen. Today, you lacked emotional self-control. The Bible tells us that someone who lacks self-control is like a city whose walls are broken down. Think about what walls do, Nellie. They're there to keep good things in and bad things out. It's like a fence. If there was a rabbit pit bull across the street running around, and we didn't have a fence around our yard, we would be scared that you guys might get hurt. And that's what it's like when you lack emotional self-control. When you're so angry or upset or disappointed that you give full vent to your emotions, guess what? You're like a city without walls. Your protection from other sin is gone, and now you're opening yourself up to far worse sin. Is it okay to be sad? Of course! But your job is to take that sadness to the Lord and not to vent your anger. The moment you started venting is the moment that jealousy towards Shauna came into your heart. It was the moment you started lying to yourself by telling yourself that Daddy Peters doesn't really care about you or love you. Without those protective walls erected, danger lurks. Years ago, there was a popular movie about a women's baseball team. It came out when I was about 12. In the movie, one of the players makes a bad throw to put the tying run on. And after the coach yells at her for several seconds, she begins to cry. While the coach was stunned that she would be on the mound crying. And finally, after a few more words, he summed it up by saying, There's no crying! There's no crying in baseball! Now let me say that another way. Softball is just a game. And it's never okay to cry in softball. We need to be very careful about over-emoting because we want to be quiet before the Lord. When we're quiet... We can think more clearly about how we should feel about things. Do you understand that, dear girl? Oh, Daddy Peters, I am so sorry I accused you of not caring about me. Penelope was so ashamed of herself. She had accused her cherished daddy of not caring about her. Oh, Nellie, you know I forgive you. And the tears you're crying now are much more appropriate because your emotion matches the need of the moment. Repentance. Remember, God has given us emotions. But someone wisely said, your emotions are a gauge, not a guide. They're a reflection of what's going on in our heart and mind. And if you're not thinking rightly, then your emotional responses are not going to reflect rightly. So the best thing is to try to, and I say try, because none of us do it perfectly. Try to exercise self-control while you trust God to change how you feel because of what you think. That's a lot, Daddy Peters, but I already feel a bit better because I see that I was wrong. You'll understand more and more as you grow, sweetie. But let's pray together that God will give you self-control with your emotions, because you're bound to have more bad games. But equally, you'll have to be self-controlled when you have good games, too. 
Daddy Peters prayed aloud for his young daughter right then and there, and at the close of his prayer, the car echoed with a sweet chorus of amens. Even Priscilla and Patience seemed to make an attempt to mimic the sound of amen. Okay, so now we've solved this problem, but I feel like my appetite is like a city without walls, and it's going to need to devour a slushy. Pearson hinted. I'm way ahead of you, Piers. Daddy drove another block and then pulled into the convenience store where they sold slushies. Well, you'd better run in before your lack of emotional self-control kicks in, Daddy teased and got out of the car and put his arm around Pearson and Penelope as they walked into the store. They filled their cups with the usual slushies, one cola for Mama Peters, cherry for Daddy Peters, and all the flavors for Pearson and Penelope, their suicide concoctions. As they walked toward the cashier to pay for the slushies, Penelope hugged Daddy Peters and announced loudly for anyone who was listening, Daddy, you are the best daddy ever! Hello again. This is Grandmom's Corner. Lots of you listening can relate to playing sports. Right now, there are no games being played almost anywhere. So if you were just starting baseball or softball, your season has been cut short. But we know that our great God knows all about it, and He cares about every detail of our lives. We need to keep praying that God will work everything out for His glory. We all forget to do that at times, just like Penelope did when she had a really bad game. As we've mentioned many times here at Whimsy Wins, the stories are almost all based on true life experiences, and this week's story is no different. This episode is loosely based on the writer's life. She was an outstanding softball player from the time she began to play as a young girl. She was an excellent pitcher, a position player, and was a great hitter. She played in high school, and she played on the varsity team as a freshman. In her very first game of her high school career, she was a starting pitcher. But she let her nerves get the best of her, and she didn't pitch very well. And she was so nervous in that first game that she struck out. And her nerves were so pent up that after she struck out, She was so upset, and she could hardly hold back the tears. She sort of stormed into the dugout, and her coach walked over to her and told her she needed to stop. She and her parents began to pray and pray to help her overcome her fear and apprehension. As she continued to pray and ask God to help her control her emotions, she began to rely more on God than on her talent. And she was finally able to play without her nerves overtaking her. She was awarded the MVP, the most valuable player of her league, in her senior year of high school, and she went on to play college ball. She came to understand that God used the bad games where she didn't play very well, as well as the good ones, and to give thanks in all things. God gave us our emotions, but we must learn to control them. In other words, your emotions aren't your boss. When you feel the emotion of anger welling up inside of you, don't let it take over. Instead, Turn it into being thankful for all things, or turn it into kindness instead of being angry and mad. When you fear, remind yourself that God sees everything and that He is in control and that He cares about you and He loves you. Our emotions shouldn't guide our lives. I hope this week that you will focus on God and His promises. It is so easy to get discouraged and fearful, but we can trust God and remember that He is with us always. Let me close with this great verse from Isaiah 26.4. Trust in the Lord forever, for in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. Isn't that great? We plan to be here next week, the Lord willing. We hope you will be too. Bye for now.